0: It's Right Before Our Eyes, Biblical Prophecy Unveiled, Part 2, with my partner Joe Cain. If you missed Part 1, I strongly recommend going back to listen to that episode. On today's episode, we will have an intensified focus on how biblical prophecy seems to be getting dramatically fulfilled right before our eyes. Stay tuned as the discussion will fly right into how one ought to roll with Christ in the midst of these revealing times. Welcome to the Keeping it, it Real podcast. Are we tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie Gee. All right, and now it is right before our eyes. Part two.
1: Part two. Part two.
0: <laughs> on our uh, two part series on biblical prophecy unveiled. I'm with my partner in crime, Joe Kane, Pastor Joe, who has uh, been. Uh, and ever so gracious to come uh, from about an hour and a half away to come here in studio. Of course, you spent the, the, the last uh, almost twenty four hours here. Now Ooh. had a chance to enjoy some good food, man. I mean, wh- what did you have last night? What's it called? An- antipasta. Antipasta salad. salad, man. You put a beat down on that thing. <laughs> I tell you what, I love doing those kind of things because you know the 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 early believers in biblical times, man. They love to eat too. They they assembled a lot. to get together to eat it was uh they gathered together at mealtime quite a bit and i think that that was a point of uh true fellowship and connection uh that the believers had at that time even the lord's supper was considered a meal it wasn't just like a little wafer and grapefruit yeah it was a meal man they made a thing out of that you know got into talking about the remnant at the end of the last episode yeah That's how I want to start this one off, kind of as a continuation. What made the, before I actually, let me back up. But before I get into asking a question, I want to read another passage of scripture, just Mm -hmm. like we did at the beginning of last show. Uh, Second Timothy, second Timothy chapter three, beginning in verse one. It says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends. Too reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and with the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth. Just as Janus and Jambers opposed Moses, they have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janus and Jambers. Okay. What made the remnant distinct from everyone
1: else? If if I'm recalling correctly um, towards the rest of that conversation that Paul has with Timothy is that, um, he says they won they will not commit to sound doctrine.
0: Mm. So again to clarify, the remnant we described as the people back in Old Testament, back in Isaiah's time, there was this group of people that was just really sold out for Christ.
1: Yeah. They were
0: comparatively speaking, they weren't very many. Correct. But mm-hmm. they were a powerful force for the kingdom of God.
1: Well, they were committed to his ways, mm-hmm. they were committed to his word, they were committed to to him, obviously. And they were committed to teaching the truth. Right. Like so we every, have everything was so with obedience. the past.
0: Right. So with the passage I just read in Second Timothy, that's a whole different picture, right? That's well, that's whole, the
1: opposite that's the opposite of obedience. Right. That's disobedience. Right. That's every act that they were committed to was act of disobedience. Mm-hmm.
0: So members of the remnant aren't part of this picture in Second no, Timothy here,
1: right? They're the complete opposite. Yeah. And that's a so the remnant is committed to. Sound doctrine. They're committed to being obedient. They're committed to holiness. They're committed to the things of God. They're committed to the ways of God. They're committed to the word of God. They're committed to God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things matter. And I remember specifically. I think I've even talked about it on on another show where um Stephen Furtick, when he had first started Elevation Church, had mentioned that um if you know if, if you've come there for sound doctrine, then that's not the church you should go to. Because uh, if you want to be all uh, if you want to get fat, spiritually fat, then this isn't the church for you. Well, oh, you know like wake up. Mm. and you know when when a preacher tells you that doctrine doesn't matter, that's not the church you should be at. because mm-hmm. doctrine absolutely matters. Sure, right. Um,
0: the Word of God was given and is profitable for doctrine right for
1: doctrine and what Paul
0: told timothy absolutely it's inspired by god and it is profitable for doctrine for correction for instruction and in righteousness
1: that's correct mm-hmm. so doctrine absolutely matters and um the reason why people don't want doctrine is because doctrine reveals to me my issues mm-hmm. right the remnant now, recognize quick, they have issues
0: real quickly, Joe, and, and I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think it's important for our listening audience and also for you and I also to admit to and understand that we don't have uh, all of the answers. No. You know, we, we this, this is why we want to because the word of God is inexhaustible in its depth. Right. We want to learn more of Christ. We want to know him more, Um, you know, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Right. Right we don't have all the I mean at least I don't I don't have all the answers No, but I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly that doctrine matters now not every nook and cranny perhaps but certainly critical doctrine matters. I mean Jesus was born he he, he lived a sinless life he rose from the grave um he's coming again right. um he is the Son of God mm-hmm. He was the word that became flesh these things, are critical. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, or if you don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God, you are false, right?
1: Right. Go but ahead. I would even say that, you know, there there are there's this thought out there that secondary issues don't matter either. Mm-hmm. And I would say all of it matters, whether mm-hmm. it's primary or secondary, secondary secondary is supported by the primary yeah and it depends what the secondary issue is well the 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 debate on the the debate on certain issues um leaves us because of god and his wisdom leaves us to being able to discuss and reason together through the scripture Mm -hmm. no right no no, i agree with that Secondary issues are issues of reasoning together Mm -hmm. Sure. Primary sure. issues. There is no But that's why, it. Like you, right.
0: I mentioned at the top of the last show, I mean, right. you, you and I differ on some things. Right. Okay. We differ on some things and that's okay. I, yeah. I'm still going to love you as my brother. Uh, yeah. That is not going to change. You and I have some different perspectives on some matters that actually some people will get very, very emotional about.
1: Yeah. Probably arguing. Yeah. Right, and,
0: you, and, and that's, and you and I understand we're, I hope we uh, are further along than that where we would never hold each other in contempt, or let that hinder our relationship as brothers in the Lord, as f- familial members in the kingdom of God. We're not going to allow that to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had points of disagreement, maybe even points of contention, but that's okay. But mature, Th- mature—that's brothers- allowed,
1: right? But mature, mature faith, mature brotherhood um, reasons together through the scriptures. And mm-hmm. so, let me let me clarify one thing: it's not that primary issues aren't things that we reason with mm-hmm. right we do like you have to re you have to reason with the scripture reason with one another through these things to come to a clear conclusion that's what a good Berean does um so i'm not going to say that we don't reason through the primary but the primary many many most of the primary issues are are settled right now if i have to reason to work well they're out settled more, in right.
0: reality in scripture but they're not settled for most people <laughs> right they're
1: difficult for most people <laughs>
0: yeah i mean actually right. by and large most people that profess to be christian they even it's amazing to me.
1: If Jesus you read God if you read yeah.
0: Josh McDowell's book Beyond Belief to Convictions, which is a great read, I would recommend that to a lot of folks. I mean, there are sixty-four percent of people that believe that Jesus and Muhammad are the same. Yeah, sixty-four, and I'm talking about church-going people. Yeah, people that attend Sunday school. Yeah, that believe that sixty-four. That's almost two-thirds. Yeah, that's insane.
1: It is, but that's because they don't look at Jesus as God. Right. As, as, that's, as a God, major, that's
0: a major issue is what I'm saying. Right. That's a problem.
1: That's a, that's a problem, but that's also, that's a primary. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's a primary right. definition. So that's one of the reasons why I say the remnant looks at the reality that doctrine does matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They're, they're, the, the grounding of our faith stands on the foundational truths of God which are doctrine uh, a remnant that's obedient is a remnant that's committed to holiness a remnant that's committed to holiness is committed to the holy truths of god mm-hmm. whether they like it or not that's the reality of a remnant and there are and you can kind of if you take just those three ideas those three those three very clear things that a remnant shows in its in its people you could see who the difference who the, who the remnant is
0: yeah praise god very clear awesome yeah, yeah that's awesome stuff it leads me right in my next question for you that i think you're going to really enjoy uh answering mm-hmm. what will a future remnant have to be distinct from when it comes to the fulfillment of prophecy now you can answer this any number of ways you can piggyback off of the scripture that we read in second timothy mm-hmm. you know which is very clear what we are to be sanctified from mm-hmm. okay or you can maybe elaborate on some prophetical concepts biblical prophecy concepts like a one world government a one world religion and one world economy that the scripture talks about what's the remnant to be
1: distinct from okay um the remnant it will be distinct from the culture in which it lives mm-hmm in which it, you know, is, is, a it's, it's not living within. Mm-hmm. I say that it will also be um, distinct from the culture in which um, many of its predecessors around them and those who, who are claiming that they are part of that group, there'll be a clear difference in their living there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I have to take you to uh, what Jesus says concerning the, the 10 virgins, five Went in and they prepared and looked every, you know, looked continually for the for the bridegroom to come. The other five didn't make it in the house and went out and lived any way they chose. And then they came knocking on the door and said, "Hey, give us oil for our lamp."
0: Mm, That's a good word. A
1: remnant are the ones who are always filling their lamp, Mm -hmm. who always making sure they have oil in their lamp. Mm. A remnant is committed to the ways of God, the things of God, the word of God, and the person of God that's Mm -hmm. what the remnant is and you're seeing in that picture of the 10 virgins those who are of the remnant and those who are not Mm -hmm. that's it clearly
0: yeah and would it be fair to say to take that even a step further that god is calling a remnant to be when you talk about uh be distinct from the culture uh that we that that we are in the midst of it's to be distinct from not only the ways, but to be distinct unto a call, the callings of God in our life. Maybe, And these are all, you know, this is why we have a relationship with God the way that we have it. I mean, God may be calling a particular Christian or a particular group of Christians to pray and fast, mm-hmm. you know, for a day, three days, a week. You know, I know that that's uh, many people that might be listening to that be like, man, without food for a week, you gotta be kidding me. You know, we just talked about how we love to eat together and yeah, right. and that's great. But then there may be those occasions where God's like, I'm looking to do something extraordinary in your life, but here's what it's going to have to take. It's going to have to take being distinct from these cultural aspects and then be distinct unto what it is I am looking to specifically do in your life.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think that the the... When we're looking at the issue of callings, the callings are besides the callings, particularly to a particular I I'm feeling. Like I know where you're going. Office in of yeah. the church, but most of yeah. us, all God, all calls all the believers to be to go. Yeah, you know, God calls all believers to pray. Mm. God calls all believers to fast, mm-hmm. and our commitment and are distinct
0: times for that.
1: Yeah, and right. the, and a commitment and a heart behind the importance of those things uh, will be seen in the in in the remnant. Mm-hmm. Right, there. There'll be those who just, just are you know totally committed, and they're just like I gotta, you know, they're so burdened, mm-hmm. so concerned about what's going on around them that they're they just they're praying and fasting, just like, just like, uh, just like Daniel did, yeah. Right. So, right. um, and that's just one example. Yeah, I mean, it could, example. It, it could
0: yeah. be, man. This is a t- I need this season to really uh, feast on the meat of the word, mm-hmm. um, or I need I'm going to use this season to have a fresh way of connecting with my brothers and sisters in christ instead of meeting together once or twice a week we're going to break off for an extended period of time to really uh corporately get a feel for what the lord is looking to do in our midst whatever it may be right do you see uh many christians caving to the pressures that come with the biblically prophetic times unfolding right before our eyes
1: yeah it's already happened yeah it's happening now.
0: Yeah,
1: why? Well, For sure, it's already happening. Yeah, it's already happening because.
0: But if maybe you can describe a little bit what's happened up to this point, but then what's coming? Because I think that there's a other, there's a whole other element that's coming yet, and oh, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe you want to maybe that. you want to elaborate on that as well.
1: So the reason why it's happened is because in the last days, the scripture says that many will find preachers who will tickle tickle their ears because mm-hmm. they will not be committed to sound doctrine. They do not want biblical truth. So you already see that that's literally happening right now, right like and, and for those who may be listening who are going to a church that's like that, you go, "Well, oh, that's not my church. Like you need to evaluate your church, the people that are your leadership and 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 the and your the people you gather together with reflect that environment with the scripture when I'm not look, I'm not encouraging churches to get so so. Um, early Church Testament that they they do all the things the early church did in in every way. Where the early church will never happen in modern days. It's not like that. You can have all of the principles and all of the all of the things that they did do in today's in today's society, uh, especially in a modern day society. But to to strictly just do everything the same and it's just not it's just not going to happen. So. What do we need to do? We need to be sound in doctrine. We need to be sound in sound in committed to God, committed to His ways, committed to His things, and committed to His people. You know, committed to the person of God, committed to the the apostles' teaching. That's what that that's committed to the Word of God. Committed to prayer. They prayed together. Committed to giving generously. In other words, all your stuff is not yours, including mm-hmm. your house mm-hmm. it doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. It's God's. Right. Every ounce of everything you have is not yours it's god's your car is god's right and you have to be committed to um gathering together you got to be committed to breaking bread making sure that all of those who are in the midst are all their needs are met committed to each other in a way as a family that you've never been committed before like those are things that are clearly in chapter two of acts and chapter four of acts right yeah so what do we need to prepare for uh all heck's gonna break loose. I'm gonna tell you that right now. There's things that I've 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 heard specifically from my own bank that most people in our society in America don't even realize is happening. It's already started. Prophecy is clearly being fulfilled. Right before our eyes. Literally. And we are on the cusp of the rapture, in my opinion.
0: Okay. So you hammered on, uh, in response to that question, you hammered on the church, and then you hammered on the world at large. Sure. I'll take the latter first, uh, because that's where um, I have complete agreement with you
1: mm-hmm.
0: on. Um, I, I, You and I have talked a number of times uh, as far as concepts or things that are going on in our world today. Uh, Not only the digital dollar, of course, but we we can mention any one of a thousand things. And again, I didn't want to make this series, this two-part series, to necessarily be about those things because we could talk all night and all day about those things. Uh, But it's true um, that the handwriting is on the wall. Just to speak in generalities real quickly, when we look at what is happening economically, Mm -hmm. what is happening internationally as far as from a relational standpoint, militarily, with especially big nations. I don't want to mention just the Russian and Ukraine war that happened this past year, but China and North Korea's launching missiles again, it, it, and, and all of this is acting. all of this is acting in ways where, of course, Christ is not even on anywhere. Yeah. okay. The next big thing that we have to look for is what's going to happen in and around Israel that will probably escalate again. And according to biblical prophecy will escalate in a way that it hasn't had in a very long time.
1: It's starting now. So,
0: yeah, it's starting now, but yeah. it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, And then just relationally, uh, just how there are more divisions, more factions, more uh, dissensions than there has been in a long time. Very long time. Speaking in generalities, I didn't want to hammer on specifics because we could go down any one of a thousand different rabbit trails, but just speaking in generalities for a minute or two, having those pictures in front of us and how they have been magnified over recent years has us wondering, doesn't have us absolutely certain we can't be. Again, Jesus could come back before we're done recording this show, or Jesus could not come back for another. Hundred years, maybe thousand years. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even the son doesn't even know. Only the father knows exactly when the rapture is going to happen. But the handwriting seems to be on the wall, uh, based off of everything that's happening and how things are intensifying, how biblical prophecy really and for all intents and purposes is being unveiled right before our eyes. So that's where I agree wholeheartedly with you on. Yeah. Of course, where we disagree. Again, lovingly so. Uh, I think we could. There is a possibility that we could get back to the way how church was in the first century. Um, there, there is a real chance for that, especially with the way how things are going economically and relationally, and and all of that. I, I don't know if the institutional church is going to survive. It may. And and again, it's not to say that the institutional church is altogether a bad thing or whatever. I just I, I'm at odds with the system, mm-hmm. but um, what. the the first century church that the the way how it was lived out could possibly i think be a a thing uh again because it may be all that we have left (laughs) yeah uh, honestly um because the money may be so dried up and there may be so much desperation especially on the behalf of a remnant that they may want to pursue that yeah, so I, um, I so think, that that so yeah,
1: that's that. Yeah, but I think the confusion on the issue of on my statement is we're not talking about house churches where people go to your people come to your house. Yeah, and, and I'm not church, talking about that either, right? Um, this is uh, this is us coming into community in the same area with each other, mm-hmm. selling our homes, ah, giving yeah, all every, of yeah. our stuff to yeah. the apostle mm-hmm. so that they disseminate them to those who are in need. Like we're too technologically advanced, and the governments are too involved in your money for that to ever happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah. By that. Okay. We're I got. Talking, you. I'm talking about like major early church type of style. Okay. Yeah. I, that's I, what I, would, I mean. I
0: would possibly tend to agree with that. Okay. I didn't know that. That's what you meant. Yeah, I'm I talking just, about literal. I thought you meant. I thought so. you meant more practical. And so
1: practically, we're we're already doing some of those things. We're already right. gathering together in our homes. We're already breaking bread with each other. We're already going through the word. We're already praying and, mm-hmm. and fasting with each other. You know, we'll, we'll take care of each other's needs, like all that stuff we're already doing. But we're talking about what they did in early church was give up everything mm. and literally hand everything over to the apostles, feet, mm. lay it there so that there was no need among the brothers and sisters um, ever. And so will we ever get to that point? I don't know. Mm. it's we're too far advanced technologically okay you know, that that's, too many things that's are involved
0: more, that's more fair i don't know if i still totally agree with that but i yeah. agree with that more than but if, yeah. if there was a and that's what i mean intention.
1: specifically okay yeah.
0: well moving right along man it's amazing how we just fly through time here i wish these shows could last a few hours and it'd be nothing no sweat for you or you or i you yeah. know um how do you see things for the for the remnant as the fulfillment of biblical prophecy is happening? Right before our eyes. And, and and this kind of is similar to an earlier question, but maybe a little bit more pointed. How do you see things for the remnant as it relates to the fulfillment of biblical prophecy?
1: Well, I think the remnant, I think the people of God are kind of in a, in a conundrum right now. Um, one, there aren't enough voices mm. among the remnant who are being sound, really, truly sound in their doctrinal um, exegesis of eschatology see and as, so you say, I mean by exodus, and as you
0: say that before you even mention eschatology yeah. i mean that just break that's what breaks my heart yeah it's just like i i, I gotta tell you brother um because there's obviously never as there is now have we been flooded with information yeah. you have it at the palm of your hand on a phone right mm-hmm. whether if it's youtube or some other search engine or a- anything on the internet or what have you there's not a shortage of information. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it's by and large, mostly bad information. And even amongst, like you say, amongst the remnant there, unfortunately, there's just enough fear and enough uh, indecisiveness and enough, not sure, not being sure, lack of confidence, mm-hmm. lack of being strong and of a good courage.
1: Um, I was even in lack of biblical understanding. That and too, knowledge.
0: that too, for sure. And and that just breaks my heart. Man. Yeah. It just breaks my heart because there is opportunity to see a, a, an incredible movement of Christ, and I just I just don't know how that is ever going to be generated if it's going to be generated between now and the rapture because of that very point that you just made.
1: No, everybody's praying for this revival. Everybody's praying for this. You know. Um, yeah, I'm not even great, talking about a revival. It's just a great awakening, yeah. and the reality is, yeah, forget it. We are in these final hours. and
0: yeah, forget it. I'm just talking about some kind of yeah. resemblance of there even being the slightest sniff, you yeah. know, of anything. Yeah, and, well, and it's...
1: the the Luthers and the spurgeons and oh, I'll forget it. Just there's not even
0: that. It's just I'm I'm looking for something, anything,
1: yeah. you know. Yeah, it, it's hard because you it's know, like
0: those... it's like looking for one little piece of chocolate in that any pasta salad that you had yesterday. Yeah. It, it wasn't it, in there, no, was no, it? No, no, no. <laughs>
1: It's, it's sad because when you think about um, Luther and Huss and Calvin and those guys, they were willing to be burned at the stake for the purpose of getting the gospel, getting the word of God out to the people in any way possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, are you kidding me? Yeah. There'll be a quick denial of Christ because nobody wants to be burned at the stake. right? But that's the re- I mean, they are they were fully committed, understanding that um, this a life on earth is very short. And in reality, their etern their eternity is of far more value than their than their. Uh, and then I have I have, a, I have a
0: quick follow up here, Joe, to yeah. that question because I want to I'd be curious to what you have to say about that too because you make mention of it here about how nobody wants to be burned to the sea, nobody wants to come, no, nobody wants any of that, right? No. So again, my question was: is how do you see things for the remnant as the fulfillment of biblical prophecies happening right before our eyes? To maybe even shift that question just a little bit. From the remnant to christians on the whole would it be fair to say that just christians on the whole by and large most of them even i hope none of the remnant will they not only compromise so much to just within church circles you know you mentioned the pastors that it's people's ears and they want that and they don't yeah. want sound doctrine and they don't. we've already hammered on all of that would it be even fair to say that they're just they'll dive right into worldly just living all together for a worldly kingdom
1: Oh, but they're already doing that. Yeah,
0: but I'm so, talking about all the more. Yeah, the I beauty... mean, just like, you know, it, w- w- if if the government and I s- could see this happening, the government's going to want everyone to do certain things, including Christians. And if Christians don't do it, you're marked. We're we're going to be after you. And so Christians, by and large, then are going to say, "Oh yeah, sure, no problem."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I'll, I'll give you the contrast. The beauty of the non-Western church is they actually count it joy mm. to die for Christ. Mm. Mm-hmm. They willingly die. Mm-hmm. They are willingly getting beat. Mm-hmm. They are willingly being crucified mm-hmm. today. Right. The Western Church. Forget no it. way. Yeah, it's not. They. They. There's just no way. Yeah. And um. And and then the other thing is, is that we're too wrapped up in we're too wrapped up in what people are, or preachers or teachers are saying concerning end times because we we love the we we love the we love the Hollywood aspect. I was about to say the drama, eschatolo- man. Give the me the drama. 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 Of eschatology. That's right. Right? Like, Give me the next movie. That's it. That's, that's exactly. Well, mm-hmm. they look at eschatology from that perspective as a movie. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really, they aren't really paying attention to what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Like the control mechanisms that are already in place, you know, like you, you, everything concerning your medical life is now in a database controlled by the government. Mm. I go from one doc. When I left Delaware, they just digitally sent that information to my next doctor.
0: Mm. I didn't
1: take an entire folder of papers, mm. and they didn't fax over a bunch of papers. They yeah. just sent it on over. Yeah. So, and uh,
0: Christ- most Christians they're just down with that, right? ju- but
1: they only realize it because it's easy. Yeah, right, right. And so the the medical the medical uh, has been is now under um control, right? And then not only does your medical under control, but your finances are. Mm. Right. So I'll go to my bank. I find out about this, the CBDC, which is the central bank's digital currency. Ask I ask my teller about this. Um, when is the digital dollar going to come to effect? And she goes, oh, you mean cashless banks? I said, yes. When does that happen? So, oh, we already we're already doing that right now. You don't have to worry about this branch. You know, I'll be around for a while, but all of our branches will be cashless. And by, by the end of 2023. So now with that, will it be by the end of 2023? I can't guarantee that, but she knows, and she's my bank teller. And she told me that directly. Mm -hmm. So I got it from the horse's mouth. Mm -hmm. So we are going digital. That means your cash, your fiat money will be worth nothing. And this happens to be the fifth largest bank in America. Mm -hmm. So it's not like some small bank that I bank at. Yeah. Right. So. Um, our our money, our finances are go- are going to be eventually controlled. So there's a lot of things. Our politics are controlled now. We don't hand in a ballot really. It gets put into a machine that's didly that takes a digital right, right digital information and then sends that digital information over. Okay, that's now digital. Like everything's going in yeah. completely. So those are those are.
0: The specific things that we could correct. just talk all day and all, all night, day long uh, about, yeah. and, and and that's the argument here on the Keeping It Real podcast. It's not that we take a scripture like I would read Second Timothy chapter three at the beginning, and it was and it correct. deals with the end times, and now we're looking to plug that passage into oh digital banking, oh that's it.
1: That's correct. No,
0: that's not what we're doing no, here. here. What no. we're doing is is we are taking what that passage says. And then we're looking at what's going on in our culture today and going, that looks like the same picture. Right. You know, kids will be disobedient to parents. There will be dissensions. Mm-hmm. There will be lovers, uh, of, not, money. lovers of money, to pick, piggyback off of what you were just talking about and all of that. So there is a description in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that really seems to match what we are seeing and what we are looking at now more than what's perhaps ever been. And that's why our curiosity, that is our Pastor Joe and I's curiosity is being piqued yeah. when we decided to do this two-part series right before our eyes biblical, biblical prophecy unveiled. Yeah. I got one more question, yeah. and then we'll make this a wrap. All right. How will it be worth it for the remnant in these prophetic times?
1: This is the best time to live. Mm. Like seriously. For, for those of us who are committed to God, committed to his ways, committed to his stuff, and committed to his word, right, um, and are fully sold on the gospel, this is our time. Mm-hmm. This it. is Come when on. the gospel in its entirety must be preached. Mm-hmm. This is our moment. And w- we cannot walk away from this moment not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So people were like, well, we we need to vote. Why don't you preach the gospel? Amen. Well, we need to do... Why don't you preach the gospel? Mm-hmm. Let's get back to what we're supposed to be doing, which was the mandate given by our by our general, right? Our king, which was to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. How about if we get back to that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Let's let's stop all the other nonsense. Right. Let's just get back to the gospel mm-hmm. that Christ was was christ was crucified right he died on the cross was crucified his blood was shed for us he was buried he rose again on the third day to give us life how about if we get back to that
0: well to give us life as it says in john 10 10 to give us life and to have it to the full or to have it more abundantly as the new king james says right so that is really the crux right there and that is what so many christians are forfeiting when i asked you how will it be worth it for the remnant that's how it'll be worth it for the remnant you alluded earlier to the joy Mm -hmm. that will come that's the abundance. yeah the joy that will come to those people the 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 sense of just exuberance and jubilee and excitement that will come to those people, but not confidence, but not only those blessings, but the blessing and knowing that we are repping the kingdom of God, that the Jesus Christ is our master and he is being revealed and magnified through our things that you alluded to earlier in the last show. And in this show, whether it be obedience or being consecrated to him being all about him again is the western church going to be willing to be like a lot of our fellow believers um and again it's not comparatively speaking it's not many Mm -hmm. but there are a number of people overseas you know whether it be in the middle east i mean iraq was a pretty popular one uh here Church in recent exploding years over there, it, it's like but they're it, they're getting killed in droves
1: and they're love and they're very happy they're in it so. they
0: are yeah. all about it yeah and listen we may experience that we may not yeah but this is a call if anything happens as a result of this two part series it would be my joy to know that you and i are willing to be all the more sold out for christ mm-hmm where we are just turning away from um, anything that would represent a worldly kingdom way of living. And it would bring joy to my heart to know that any of our listeners uh, would be doing the same.
1: Yeah, you said it was a call. And so God is calling you. Mm-hmm. Amen. God is calling his yeah. people to himself. Yeah. And but He's
0: He just like he called the remnant in Isaiah's time, sure. He is calling a group of people, however, whoever it may be, however many it may be, he is calling a group of people Correct. to be completely sold out to the kingdom of Christ.
1: Right, and the important part is that he's he is drawing near a people to himself, in which he uses the gospel, and this is this is what God is calling you to. If you if you if you want if you want to know that you know that you know that you're a part of the remnant that you're part of, part of the real true church of Christ, know this, that Christ died on the cross according to the scriptures. He was buried and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And it's important that you get that, mm-hmm. that your sin had, has has placed him on the cross. He willingly gave his life for your sin, for you as a sinner, for the sin of the world, so that we would not be children of wrath, but we would be, we would come, we would come to have the right to become children of God through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ.
0: So that's a great call that you just issued to um, those really who don't know Christ, right? Right. Um, that's how they can come to know Christ and step into a relationship with Him. And I will take that even a step further and issue a call to people who perhaps know Christ, but um, haven't really experienced much along the lines of power. I Once, I very recently, I heard on a podcast. It's a great podcast, but uh, I heard this illustration comparing it to like uh, getting into Disney World. If you get a ticket to enter into Magic Kingdom, you're in, right? You've got the ticket, you're through the gate, and you're in. Yeah, but you haven't experienced anything yet. You haven't gone to any rides, you haven't visited any, any of the sites yet. You've got to be willing to go there, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And that's where the true essence of the experience is. It's in the power. And wow. in, 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 in the, in the, to experience the power is to be willing to turn away from the ways of this world and to be willing to just be all about Christ, where he it rules. Yeah. He rules. He's the master. He's the king.
1: And the, and the gospel is... The power of God unto right. salvation. Amen. It is. It is the power. The mm-hmm. gospel itself. Exactly. And so, for the remnant, my encouragement is that you preach that gospel to yourselves every single.
0: This time. has been keeping it real. And if you've missed any of the past episodes of 2022, greatly encourage you to get to check back or review uh, those episodes. Go back and listen to them. Um, and then we've got another episode come along and other, we're going to get back to the normal rhythm of the podcast where I'll be given a message next time. And then, um, the next guest will be due up in the lineup again, Joe, thanks a lot.
1: You're welcome.